What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Grace Face. My name is Corinne. This is part two of the first and second trimester episode where I'm going to dive into everything I've experienced and really what you can expect in your second trimester. And I just have to reiterate that, you know, everyone's experience is different, guys. But I really want to help the new mamas have something that they can go to. Like these just be your episodes for the real and raw truth of pregnancy and this by no means is to scare you at all but I so desperately was looking to relate with someone so I didn't have to question with what I was feeling or going through was normal or not so hopefully I could just be that person for you. We ended off on the first trimester obviously which if you didn't listen to that that was the most mentally and physically taxing for me thus far. I was on cloud nine when my nausea started to go away and I felt motivated to get back into a normal routine and start to do things I knew just made me feel better, like eating healthier, moving my body. And this is where we get into the second trimester. At the end of your 13th week is when you get into your next trimester. The doctor's appointments continue every four weeks. And this is when I noticed how fast the appointments really go. Because in the beginning, they're a little bit longer since you're learning so much, but once you start getting a couple under your belt, you're sometimes waiting in the waiting room longer than whenever you're sitting in your doctor's appointment. So what they pretty much do is as soon as you walk in, you got to pee in a cup. So make sure you're drinking a good bit of water before you go to your doctor's appointment. Then from there, nurse will come in, take your blood pressure, ask what medications you're on, take your weight, and then the doctor will come in. And then they're going to just ask you kind of how you're doing, go over any test results if you had to get labs done. I found out I am anemic and I have a thalassemia trait. So I have been having to get extra blood work done and I've been going over that with my doctor and I have to meet with a hematologist to make sure my levels don't get any lower during my pregnancy. And the way we found this out was the first lab work that I had to get done in my first trimester. And now they have to just kind of take my blood monthly and make sure my levels don't get any worse. But at the end of your appointment, best part, they're going to put that little monitor on your belly and listen to the heartbeat and... Not gonna lie, I hold my breath every time, just praying I hear that little washing machine sound of a heartbeat, because that's what it sounds like, and I just feel so unbelievably grateful every time I hear that sound. You will also schedule a 20-week ultrasound, and if you didn't do the genetic testing, this is when they will confirm the baby's gender. So they can tell you right then and there, or you can ask for an envelope if you're having a gender reveal party or planning to do your own little intimate gender reveal later. Your second ultrasound is a lot longer of an appointment than your first one. Keep that in mind. I thought because my first ultrasound was super quick that this one was going to be fast. They a lot like an hour and a half of time for this ultrasound because the baby is fully developed at that time. And what I mean by that is... 
they have all their organs, their arms, their legs, their fingers, their toes, ears, nose, mouth. Their skin is still translucent. So they didn't do any 3D imaging for me because they were like, honestly, it's a little creepy to see like that. So we're not going to do that. And what I wasn't expecting is she would just not cooperate. And that's why they a lot like 90 minutes for each appointment she was in a fetal position the whole time we couldn't get her to flip over and at one point during the ultrasound they made me get up walk around the office for like five minutes I was jumping around and see if she would move that really didn't work <laughs> so then they gave me chocolate waited a couple minutes and we finally got her to move. And I was so nervous that they weren't going to be able to figure out the gender because my gender reveal was coming up like in a couple days. So, and those appointments book up really fast and in advance, but she assured me that I wouldn't leave without that envelope. They also do just a lot of measuring and just to make sure that everything is okay. And what I was really surprised at is if the ultrasound comes back normal and everything looks good, which thank God it did, you're done getting ultrasounds. So in one way, it is a good thing because the baby's healthy, which is the most important thing, but I want to see her more. Like I thought before I was pregnant that I was going to be able to see an ultrasound every time I had a doctor's appointment, but it really doesn't work like that. So what I might do is someone recently told me that there is a 3D imaging place that I can go to that we can get just some photos of the baby. It's something that I thought would be cool to be able to so show Sophia one day, but I was really surprised that I thought I was going to see her every time, but it just does not work like that. I do have to admit I enjoyed my second trimester for the most part. You know, it might be because I was so miserable in the beginning that anything was better than that. But I started to feel like me again. Some people don't have that experience and they could be sick all the way up until their third trimester. But I noticed around 14, 15 weeks, I had more energy. My nausea was very minimal. I could just do normal things again. And after announcing my pregnancy... I got motivated to get back into an actual routine. Healthy foods weren't grossing me out as much. I craved movement and nesting started super early. I have never made so many different lists on everything I wanted to get done, whether it be personal work, house things, you name it. I think every pregnant woman gets a fire under their ass because you just come to this realization that this is the last time you're going to have this much time, like, ever. So we really want to take advantage of it. The craziest feeling is when you start to feel flutters. I noticed them around 18 weeks, which I honestly confused for gas bubbles in the beginning. But that's when it started to feel more real for me. I still didn't look pregnant, but it just feeling those little flutters made it more of a reality for me. And once you get to experience those kicks, oh my God, it is the strangest feeling and it is so hard to even explain what it feels like. It's like a little alien living inside of you. I do have this feeling when I'm not pregnant 
I'm gonna touch my belly and realize there's nothing there anymore. And it's kind of sad because you just get so used to feeling your baby move inside you. And sometimes when she's just chilling, like not doing much, I'm like, "Mm, you good sis? Like everything okay? So you do get a little anxiety when you don't feel as much movement, but not as much in the first trimester because those movements when you do feel them are the most relieving thing. So not only do you feel more pregnant in the second trimester, but you're finally starting to look at, don't freak out if you are smaller than someone else that's around the same time as you because everyone pops at a different time. Bobby's family friend and I are only like three days apart, which is super cool. And she's on her second baby and she was so much bigger than me in the beginning. Um, I definitely started to look pregnant at around 20 weeks, but I didn't quote unquote pop until I was about 23, 24 weeks. And it's, it's a weird feeling to adjust to like bending down is different. Putting shoes on is harder. Uh, just those simple tasks. Sometimes you just realize like, oh, wow. I'm, I'm feeling it and it's only going to get worse. Like I am right in the beginning of my third trimester right now. And so, so I'm very curious to see how bad it really does get. Cause I heard like back pain is excruciating. You're just not comfortable when you sleep. So not really looking forward to that. But I guess I never talked about alcohol or weed and no, I haven't had any of this during my pregnancy, but it's a question that's come up a lot of like, my gosh, do you just miss having a glass of wine? And it's kind of crazy to think I haven't had a lick of alcohol in six months. And to be honest, you don't miss it as much as you think you will. I do kind of feel FOMO when I'm at a big social event. Like, yeah, you're allowed to have one glass of wine, but to me that is so pointless. And I'd have so much anxiety knowing it's not good for the baby. So it's just not worth it. I struggle with a little bit of social anxiety and having like a hit of a wee pen or feeling buzzed to just take the edge off would be nice sometimes. But the plus to this is it is wonderful to not wake up with a hangover and not feel guilty about wasting a day if I was hungover. The things I've done to prepare for my baby in the second trimester is focusing on eating more nutritious foods and drinking a lot more water. The most important nutrients for the baby and myself during this time is vitamin A, B, C, folic acid, iron, calcium, vitamin D, DHA, and iodine. On top of the prenatal that I take, I take the prenatal from Ritual, I try to implement foods that are high in these micronutrients the best I can. Now, I'm not going to lie. I still tend to eat like a picky five-year-old and I still need my peanut butter and jelly in the morning. But when I'm at the grocery store, I am prioritizing whole foods like leafy greens, citrus fruits, broccoli, yogurt, eggs, lots of protein, Chia seeds in my protein shake, walnuts, rice, berries, peppers, and carrots. These are all foods that are high in the micronutrients that I mentioned. But I will admit I am a lot less lenient on foods that aren't as healthy. 
and kind of just letting myself have what I want, but keeping those foods in the forefront of my mind on how important that nutrients is. Now that I'm not nauseous because I ate horrible during the first trimester, but you gotta live a little. And I have dessert. McDonald's has been tasting so good recently. Um, My appetite has increased tremendously. But I know what foods make me feel healthy and feel my best. And that's just what helps me really prioritize that most of the time. And I'm glad I waited to record this episode because at the end of your second trimester, you have to take a one hour glucose test. It's a part of the protocol. I took this about two days ago. I've heard horror stories about this. Like it's so bad. The drink tastes horrible. It really wasn't bad at all. You don't have to fast. I did because I thought you had to, but you don't. They give you this really sweet drink. Mine was the orange flavor and it was not bad at all. It's just obviously really, really sweet. And then you have to wait an hour. They take your blood and you are on your way. I did feel a little nauseous afterwards, but nothing too bad. And I thought nothing of this. Like this was just something else I'm checking off the list. But guys, I'm so embarrassed. I failed my glucose test. And when I tell you, I was devastated. Like I was freaking out, crying. How could I let this happen? I'm a freaking nutrition coach for God's sakes. Like how embarrassing is this? And... The further I researched into this, the more scared I got for the baby, the more I got scared for preterm birth. And you know, how could I let this happen? I thought I was healthy and what is wrong with me? And just beating myself up, feeling major imposter syndrome. The normal range is 170 to 139 and I was at 166. 190 is gestational diabetes. So I don't technically have it yet. And now I have to go get a three-hour glucose test to confirm if I have it or not. So the last couple days, I'm researching and researching all about this, calling my mom, calling Bobby, and the two things that came up. The most was that doctors claim that anyone can get gestational diabetes. You could be fit and healthy. It really doesn't matter. It has to do with your hormones and your pancreas, which I'm definitely going to be sitting down with my doctor and asking him these questions to confirm this. Uh, Because the other side that I researched is more on the logical side for me. And it's just making sure that you're lowering your sugar and your carb intake because that turns into glucose. So I just told myself, you know what to do. Cut down the carbs, add more protein, add more veggies. Just in time for the holidays. Love this for me. I thought I was going to pass this with flying colors. So I am, I'm not going to lie, I am a little nervous about this three-hour glucose test. But because if that is the case that it doesn't matter what I eat and it just has to do with my hormones and my pancreas, like that is just what confuses me. But I just keep telling myself like, you know what to do. And I will keep you guys updated on that. As for working out, I was really confused at first on what I was allowed and not allowed to do during your first trimester. You aren't limited much because there isn't a baby in the way. I mentioned to you guys that I did Pilates in my first trimester and I walked occasionally, but keep in mind, I was really sick. So my max was like one to two days per week. I mainly did this to work on strengthening my deep core muscles and pelvic floor to help with an easier birth. 
your ligaments do begin to soften right away when you become pregnant. So what you want to do is prioritize on top of the pelvic floor work, the deep core exercises, light resistance training, yoga, stretching, and swimming is great as well. As you get bigger, you're going to have more limitations because the baby's in the way and you're going to want to avoid things like laying flat on your back, uh, sitting up straight, crunches, planks, push-ups, jumping, all of these things just put a lot of pressure on your uterus and could cause ab separation, which keep in mind, it's naturally going to happen, but the extra pressure can heighten it. And then altogether avoiding any high intensity, any exercises in hot temperatures like hot yoga and anything that could cause you to fall. You will need a pregnancy pillow. There are so many different kinds, but I personally didn't like the big bulky ones that pretty much take up half your bed. I got a smaller one that you lay on top of and it supports your belly and your back whenever you sleep. Mine is from Baby Bub, but you can get them off of Amazon too. I didn't know this, but if you lay on your back, and this is when the baby is bigger, they could lay on an artery that goes directly to your heart. So that's one of the reasons why it's so important to sleep on your side when you're pregnant. So if you're a back sleeper, start practicing sleeping on your side now. Another thing I did in my second trimester was I started doing a good bit of research on car seats, cribs, strollers, just all the baby things because this became really overwhelming. If you think a wedding registry is tough, a baby registry, I feel like is 10 times worse. I suggest calling up anyone you know who recently had a baby and ask them for their recommendations of things like things that they love, things that you don't need to really spend money on because some of this stuff is expensive. One of my girlfriends sent me her entire registry and I used that for inspo. And I really trusted her because I know she did so much research as well. And I'm registered through Babylist. I thought it was the easiest to use, very universal. This allows you to add items from literally any store, let your gift givers choose which retailer they wanna purchase from. So highly recommend. I took my time building my registry through the second half of the second trimester and I'm just about done with it now. I started planning my shower. At first I wanted to do a Jack and Jill shower like to have the guys and girls because I'm so not traditional when it comes to this but after having a gender reveal the size of a small wedding I decided to keep it more traditional. I wasn't even planning on opening gifts because I just think it's so unbelievably boring at showers but after creating the registry and seeing how expensive some of these things are, I would feel so rude not opening up these gifts in front of my family and friends. So I'm going the more traditional route for this. It's not till the end of January, but I am doing like a cloud nine theme. So everything is going to be pretty much all white and baby's breath and some pops of a light pink here and there. But I would highly advise you to make your guest list first, pick your venue, and then just get those invites out. Like that was the first thing I did and then the rest of the planning can be after and you can get those main things out of the way like food and decor, but I'm really excited for this. Uh, nowhere near as crazy as the gender reveal and I am so okay with that. You can schedule a hospital tour. 
I started scheduling my doctor's appointments at my hospital because they have an office in it to just get familiar with driving around out there and just where everything is. I'm going to have Bobby drive out there a couple times because once you are at the tail end of your second trimester, the appointments do change from four weeks to two weeks. So I got all of those scheduled in advance so I don't have to worry about it since there's going to be a lot more and I highly suggest that you do that. And the last thing I want to end on, how I brought up the phrase, oh, just wait. Don't let people scare you with that. I've heard that phrase so many times of, oh, just wait till this, oh, just wait till that. Yeah, there are a lot of challenges ahead. Yeah, our bodies change a lot. There's a lot of unexpected things that can happen. And our hormones are all over the place. And some days I'm really, really sad or pissed off. And other days I'm as happy as I could be and I feel like superwoman. But just wait until you hear your baby's heartbeat. Just wait until you feel them kicking for the first time. Just wait until you see their cute little button nose on that ultrasound. Just wait until you see your family and friends just shower you with love and support. And just wait until the day you are holding your baby. I hope you guys found this episode helpful. Please share this with pregnant mamas. You might know us moms are literally just looking to relate and feel validated during pregnancy. Don't forget to give this podcast a five-star review. I love you. And until next time, I'll see ya. Bye, guys.